Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The Bible says if you sin and then when the consequences come, you blame other people, you're deceiving yourself and the truth is not in you. But what do we do? Well, we do what David did. When you're convicted about something you've done wrong, 1 John 1, 9, the very next verse that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, what does that mean? Well, when you confess your sin, it means to repent, right? And the word repent and change are synonyms, right? So they're synonymous. That repentance means change. And we can deceive ourselves into thinking because we go to church that, you know, we feel bad about some bad choice or bad thing we've done, and we even pray about it, that that's the same as repenting. That's not the same as repenting. Saul hated David, tried to kill him. He never repented. He just kept doing the same thing. Now, we have a great illustration in the Bible with Peter and Judas. And you students of the Bible, you know Judas and Peter, they both sinned on the same day, right? Judas betrayed Jesus, sold him out, told the, people, told the guys where he was hiding. Well, he wasn't hiding, but he was in the garden. And then Peter denied knowing Jesus. Now, both of them sinned. One of them, Judas, was sorry but he was sorry that it didn't work out at the way he wanted it to, and he didn't confess his sin, his sin. He didn't admit that he was wrong, and so in Matthew 27, 5, when things didn't go his way, it says that he went back and threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So Judas didn't repent. He just felt bad and then committed suicide. Now, Peter confessed that he was wrong in, in denying Jesus. He repented and said, Lord, forgive me, and, and uh, we know that you know, God forgave Peter and he went on to have a fruitful life and did great things for the kingdom of God. Now, it's important for us that, to realize that the Bible says in Matthew 3, 8, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. In other words, there should be evidence in a person's life when you feel conviction and you repent, there should be change, right? So fruits worthy of repentance means that there would be a change in your life and the fruit of your life would be different. Uh, in other words, true repentance is not only a change of mind or feeling bad, but it means a change of action that other people can see. And that, that's so important for us if we want to be in touch with reality, right? If, if you're repenting and you're asking God to forgive you and change your heart, then you'll be changing. And, and, when, and David, in verse 10, where he says, I have sinned greatly in what I have done, but now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done foolishly. See, David confessed that what he had done was very foolish, that it was wrong. And he not only felt bad about it, but he asked God to forgive him his sin. In other words, David said, look, I was stupid for what I did. And, and I don't know if you ever felt like that. You ever done something? And you're like, oh, I feel so stupid. Why did I do that? Well, uh, that's good, right? It's good to have conviction. And when you are convicted and you feel bad about it, you don't, you don't want to stop right there. You just don't want to like, uh, right? You want to confess your sin, right? As it says in Romans 10, 9, if we confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has 
uh, raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. So we feel conviction, then we have confession, and then we repent, right? And we experience God's forgiveness. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm sinless, right? I'm like, yeah, not so. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, uh, there is none righteous, no, not one. There's not one person who is perfect and sinless, right? Now, the good news is today that God has provided forgiveness for our sin when we sin. So when we make mistakes, we feel convicted, we feel bad. Oh, we say, oh, that was stupid. Why did I do that? We can confess our sin. He forgives us our sin. That's why Jesus came. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, he said, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus was crucified on the cross to pay the price for our sin. But religious people sometimes want to earn forgiveness because it seems too easy that Jesus died for us and that we can just be forgiven. God created us from nothing, and God put the sun and the moon and the earth and the solar system and made it all rotate just perfectly that we have winter and summer and the ecosystem. And, and you know, regardless of what the network news says, uh, you know, we have water to grow cro- crops and, uh, you know, he puts the snow in the mountains and it melts and every year like, oh, there's a drought, but I've been wake surfing every week. Anyway, uh, and just the reality is, is that God is in charge. He created everything. He has a plan. And God has given us a prescription that when we do wrong because we're sinners, we make mistakes and we feel bad about it, he wants us to be forgiven, right? So we can confess our sins, we can experience his forgiveness. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So some people want to tell God how they should be forgiven, how to run the universe when they can't even manage their own marriage or their own kids or their own job, right? It's just so ironic to me that the people who want to tell you how to live a good life don't live a good life, (laughs) right? It's just mind-boggling. But here's the thing. There's so many people that get upset and say, well, I don't like it that there's only one way. I don't like it that the book of Revelation, God's going to judge sin. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't matter right? God has a plan that you can experience his forgiveness, and God has a plan where you can be forgiven, and you can experience his love, his grace, his mercy. He can change you on the inside. He can do for you what you can't do for yourself. He can forgive you. He can change you on the inside, right? And, and it's so good. And, and Naaman, you know, had a choice to make, to step out in faith and obey God, go, you know, wash in the Jordan, dip seven times, or stay sick and say, I don't like the way you did it. I want the pixie dust with the, you know, scepter. And everyone has that choice, right? Wherever you're at in life, whatever you're struggling with, you can either do it God's way or not. You know, whether someone struggles with anger, perhaps, perhaps, uh, you know, maybe you have an issue with anger and you get upset, you yell at people and you know it's a problem. It's affecting your marriage and your job and, and, you know, probably even in danger of, you know, having your marriage come apart or issues at work and, you know, you've tried not to do it, and you promise I'm not going to do it, and then you conclude, you know what, I can't change. This is just the way I am. And I'm sure everyone in this room has heard someone say, this is just the way I am. But here's the good news. God can forgive you, and God can change you. You know, uh, as a Christian, we should never say, this is just the way I am, right? If someone is an alcoholic, and it's ruining their marriage and ruining their job, and, and they know they need to quit, and they know that it's just ruining their life, 
and, and they've tried everything, and they say, well, I've tried everything, but I can't quit, so, you know, just must be the way it is. No, the good news is Jesus can cleanse you. Jesus can heal you, right? Or someone's addicted to pornography, right? Maybe they're addicted to it, and, and it's affecting, you know, their spouse, and, and, you know, they try to stop, but it's a powerful addiction, and, you know, they can't control it. And here's the thing. If I were to tell you <clears throat> there's a cure for all those things, whether it's, you know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, anger, greed, jealousy, and, and you say, well, Pastor Bob, what is the cure? I know somebody who's got those problems. Maybe it's me. What, what do you do? Well, you confess your sin. You say, Jesus, I admit that my actions are wrong, and I confess, and I ask you to forgive me. Right? In Romans 3.24, it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So he wants to justify you. And that means just as if it never happened. So your mind can be healed. Your conscience can be healed. Justification is just as if it never happened. And if you confess your sin and repent and you choose to receive God's forgiveness, then he, he makes in you a new person, the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. Old things have passed away. <clears throat> Behold, all things have become new. That's so good. Right? That's the good news. That's why they call the gospel good news. Because <clears throat> even though your intellect doesn't understand how he can free you and heal you and restore you from those problems in your life, the truth is, is that when you surrender your life to him and say, Lord, I admit it's wrong. I want to change. Forgive me. Change me. Transform me. He can do it. And he will do it. And so you don't want to let your limited intellectual understanding hold you back from all the great things that God has for you. In 2 Peter 1.3, he says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us be glory and virtue, uh, virtue by which uh, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So he gives us this divine power that you can have victory over whatever it is that is affecting you. Anger, lust, jealousy, selfishness, whatever it might be. And I would say to you, <clears throat> just what Naaman's servant said to him, what do you got to lose? So Naaman got all upset. What do you mean? I'm not going to do that. And his servant said, just go try it. Go, go dip in the Jordan River and see what happens. It, it's not going to hurt anything. And so guess what happened? Naaman did it, and what happened? He was healed, right? And, and so I would say to you, look, David confessed his sin. God forgave him, and, and God worked great things in his life. And for all of us, David wasn't perfect. David had a lot of problems. But David understood when you feel conviction, then you need to have confession of your sin to the Lord. And I would, if you're here today and you've never done that, you've never accepted Jesus in your life, that's the first step to begin to experience a supernatural work of God for in your life that you can't do for yourself. And it starts in 1 John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, that you just say to the Lord, look, forgive me. God, I know this issue. <clears throat> it seems to me that I can't overcome it. I can't, I've tried, I've tried, it doesn't work. But Lord, I'm coming to you now. And whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm gonna do. And when you surrender to him, and you ask him to transform you, he will change you, and he will transform you, and he'll do in your life things that are, the Bible says, beyond what you can imagine. And that's what he wants for you. So we're going to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. 
So if you would like to pray and invite Jesus in your life or, or maybe even just rededicate your life, we're going to give you an opportunity. So let's pray now. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you love us so much and that you created us. And Lord, that you have a plan for our lives. We thank you, Jesus, that you came and died on the cross so we can be forgiven. That when we make mistakes and we feel that conviction that we can come and confess our sins and you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we thank you for all that you do in our lives. And we pray, Lord, uh, that you would cause these truths to transform our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will